Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to this rewards and recognition focused episode of the HR Chat Pod. Hello, I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. Joining me today are David Cottledge, Managing Director, and Jamie Keeling, Sales Director, over at the awesome My Staff Shop, a company specializing in creating tailored employee benefits and rewards written recognition via their platform. Based in Shrewsbury, Shropshire in the UK, My Staff Shop provides employees with exclusive deals and discounts, free financial advice and savings tips to suit every situation. David, Jamie and the team pride themselves on their friendly and collaborative way of working. I've had personal experience of this. They are awesome. Putting the interests of their clients at the heart of everything they do. David and Jamie, welcome to the show. Hi, Bill. It's great to be here. Hi, Bill. Thanks for having us. So, chaps, beyond my wee introduction there, why don't you both start by taking a minute or two and introducing yourselves, telling us a bit about your career backgrounds. Don't go too much into my staff shop just yet. We'll get into that shortly. David, would you like to go first? Uh, yeah. Hi, Bill. 30 years ago, I started as an IT contractor working for a large insurance company. And then over the years, I've been through several different transitions in my career um, from working with small businesses as an IT consultant, setting up my own business, setting up business with friends, selling those businesses and moving on. Had a small stint working for a large PLC, again, in the IT, a bit of development work and then a bit of support management work. Then set up my own business again for five or six years, and then eventually left that and um, came to join and set up my staff shop about 11 years ago. Beautiful. Jamie, what about yourself? Tell listeners all about yourself. Thanks, Bill. So my, I actually started in the music industry many, many years ago. Um, I dropped out of college when I was 17 to go and pursue my dream of becoming a rock star, and we toured all over the UK did some stuff over in Europe. And whilst I was doing that, I was just working menial jobs, doing, I uh, was a chef in Pizza Hut and various other things until I got a position uh, working for a studio at the local Shrewsbury School. Did that for a few years whilst I was playing in the band and then eventually got an opportunity to join my family's business, which was a construction firm and specializing in creating creative environments for the music industry, film, TV, uh, we basically build recording studios, TV suites, and we do work all over all over the UK, but indeed all over the world as well. I left that company in 2017 after working my way up from, I started in 2006 as a laborer in the workshop, just sanding and doing all the rubbish jobs. And over the course of the next 11 years, managed to work my way right up through the company, became a director in 2012, became managing director in 2016 and led the company through a phenomenal period of growth. We took it from 2.2 million turnover to 4.5 million turnover in just 12 months, which was an incredibly insightful and painful process all rolled into one. Uh, but it taught me a lot about business. And from that, at the end of 2017, it had become obvious that my path and my outlook and what I wanted to do with the business wasn't in line with the other leaders in that business. And so we decided to part ways. And at that point, I decided to go and set up my own business as a business consultant and worked for four or five years 
with hundreds of businesses all over the UK, providing consultancy services to help them grow, help them scale and uh, overcome problems. Then in May of this year, I had a phone call from the My Staff Shop finance director, Martin Jones, who actually used to work for me at Studio People many years ago. Um, he told me about everything that was going on here, and a lot of that we'll get into later on in the podcast, I'm sure. And it just sounded like an opportunity that was too good to be true. And so I joined My Staff Shop back in May 2022. Hey, David, you, you touched upon the genesis of My Staff Shop just a moment ago you, you mentioned that you were integral in in setting it up can you can you maybe expand upon the genesis of my staff shop and of course the mission and as part of that i understand that you guys say that you have a couple of very cool unique selling points one being the price because you guys are around 30 percent the cost of your competitors and also you're an employee owned business which is pretty cool tell us more yeah, so back in 2011, um, I was currently with my own business and um, John Pardo approached me and asked me if I'd like to join an existing company called G7 because they wanted to get into the employee benefits sector. Um, gave it some consideration, decided that I'd join. Uh, at that time, there was myself, John, and an admin person, um, and we just set up a little office. I went out and Got a couple of IT contractors to write some software. I built the very first MyStaffShot platform with my extremely limited programming skills, but it was enough to get us up and running. From there, we just started to win clients and grow the business. Um, now it's been 10, 11 years now, but there's about 30 of us here um, with you know hundreds of clients. Um, and, and we've developed it significantly. And as you mentioned then, our sort of USPs are... There are probably three things, really. Our price is one. We know that we don't offer absolutely everything that the, the big companies in our sector do, but we offer almost everything, and we know we're considerably cheaper than, than those, those large competitors. There's always companies that offer their services for free, tagged onto other things, but you don't get their sort of human um, qualities and service with those kind of providers. Our sort of second USP, I believe, from working here this long and the, the sort of culture we have and our mindset to our customers is we, we always put them first. We always strive to do what they need. When customers ask us to make changes to our platform, we, we look at that and see if it's a development for our platform. And if, if it is, we just get on and do it. We don't tie our clients up in red tape. We don't charge them for developments that are enhancing our platform we just get on and do it and we know that our clients love that sometimes when they work with bigger organizations it just takes too long or it's just not possible the final thing which i think really stands us out um, as unique at the moment is that we are an employee owned trust an employee ownership trust uh, that's where our existing shareholders of the business decide that they want to sell their shares um, technically, it has to be at least 51%. In our case, all of the shareholders sold all of their shares, and they are then owned by something called an employee ownership trust. And the result of that is that all the employees within the organization become beneficiary owners. So going forward, if the business does sell at some point in the future, the profits from that sale would go to the employees and not a single owner or shareholders if you're enjoying this episode of the HR Chat Show by HR Gazette, why not subscribe and get the latest episodes delivered straight to you several times each week?
And remember, for the latest articles and interviews related to what's new in the world of work, visit hrgazette.com. Okay, thank you very much. David, I'd love for you now to tell our listeners a bit about the company culture over at my staff shop. And um, you also mentioned there that the client experience is is uh, foremost in, in the minds of, of all of your staff. I'd love to get your take on how uh, that client experience piece feeds into the employee experience over at the company. Before we were an EOT, uh, it was very much a sort of led by well, one person and employees within the organization can sometimes feel a bit restricted in what they could do. They didn't feel they had uh, ownership of, of decisions or, or what was going on. They were quite often encouraged to, to come up with ideas and, and to try and expand things. But in a small organization where there's only 20 or 30 staff, it can be quite limiting for individuals to see any kind of progression because you've got a fixed number of staff and you can only promote so many people to senior roles. Uh, and that kind of closed people's minds to to providing new ideas and different ways of working. Once we flip to the EOT, it's kind of liberating in that people feel now that it's worth pushing themselves, learning new skills and trying to achieve and change things because ultimately they will benefit from the results of that. So internally, if you to look at the sort of happiness and motivation of staff, you can see a change um, across across virtually everybody. Not everybody buys into it. We've had one member of staff has decided that they want to go and do something different for, for whatever reason. So it's not something that cements people within the business, but it definitely helps to retain people. A lot of people see now that there's a real prospect of potentially generating a lot of personal wealth down the road, and they can see that their ideas now um, are, are feeding into that, and it's worth going that extra mile. And that is reflected internally within our own teams, but also in our approach to our clients and the way that we deal with our clients. It's just a different a different way of thinking. You can see it in people every day. HR in Review is a podcast dedicated to HR thought leadership, actionable advice, and all the latest developments in human resource management. You can subscribe at hrreview.co.uk slash podcast or find us on your podcast app. Okay, thank you very much. Maybe you can expand upon that a little bit, David, uh, by by also sharing the the style of leadership. Uh, what what style of leadership is working for this newly formed DOT? The leadership style, uh, my personal leadership style, is is one that's been labelled as a as, a, as being a quiet leader, uh, and that's that's because I want to empower people to make decisions themselves uh, i've communicated out to everyone um, an email about failing and how i wanted them to fail with me on this journey and that's that's not meant as a we're going to mess everything up all the time that means push yourself out of your comfort zones do things that you're not used to doing try to upskill yourself try things come up with ideas don't just limit yourself to what we can do either individually or as a company if you try something, it doesn't work out, that's fine. If nobody ever tries anything, then we're not going to progress. We're not going to put those new ideas and initiatives into place. We're going to limit our services, and that's going to have a, an impact on our clients. So we've got an SMT. There's there's five of us in the SMT, or six of us in the SMT, and I've been 
deliberately empowering those people to run their teams with as minimal interference from me as possible. I give guidance, I give support, but ultimately I want you to ripple down and everybody to feel free to express themselves and try things. So for me, David, some of the biggest lessons that I've learned in my career are through failing. When you're early on in your career, you, you, you put yourself under lots of pressure and you think I've got to get everything right every single time. That is not the case. As I look back now with uh, lots of gray hair, I realize that some of the best lessons for me were when things didn't go right. And, and I love the fact that you send that email out and, and you encourage that kind of attitude. Do you feel then that failing can be more powerful than succeeding? It can, it can offer longer term, more powerful lessons. Absolutely. If you don't fail, it means that you've not actually tried to push yourself and achieve new things. And from those failures, you can learn so much. You, you, you learn, obviously, what did and didn't work, which means the next decision you make has got a much better chance of being successful. But it's just the idea, the concept of trying stuff and being prepared to fail. If you, if you don't, you'll just never push forward. And, and every, if every individual just pushed themselves a little bit, uh, then, then it would make a, a compound positive um, effect on the whole business. But there's any any business, and the HR people will know this as well. That any business has has members of staff that come in, they do their job, they go home, and those and we have them here. They come in, they do a great job, and they go home. They don't particularly want to learn new skills. They don't particularly want to engage. They don't particularly want to stand up and do different things. But that's fine. Every business needs people that come in, do a solid job and go home. But you've got to have a good chunk of people that are prepared to have this mindset of just pushing themselves, trying things and ultimately failing, but learn. And the next time you'll do something better. Shameless plug here for another episode with uh, a chap called Stephen Shevletsky from uh, Simon Sinek Inc. We spoke in that episode about the latest book from Simon, uh, The Infinite Game. And, and Simon speaks in that book about exactly that idea that um, actually a company can never succeed. It constantly fails. It constantly learns. It constantly reinvents itself. It is a living beast. So listeners, please do check that one out as well. Okay. Shameless plug over guys. Jamie, you claim that employees using my staff shop can save over 1000 pounds, which is around 1200 uh, us each year. Can you break that down for us? Can you tell us a bit more? So the main way that they can do that is by using the My Staff Shop platform, which is essentially a portal to access amazing discounts and savings, but not just across things that are luxuries or nice to haves. Uh, what's really important with this platform is that it can provide savings on everyday living expenses, the kinds of things that people have to spend money on to survive, like food, like fuel, like their cars, their vehicles, their kids. All of these things are such huge costs to everybody across the world, not just here in the UK. And so by providing access to things like corporate rates, to things like cashback, and most importantly, discounted gift cards, allows people to save anywhere from 2 2.5%, 4 5%, up to 7 8 9 10 15 in some cases 50% on some of the things that they're spending money on anyway, which can create a huge amount of savings and a huge amount of surplus income. And essentially, it's stretching the salaries of these people where those companies that they work for either are unwilling to or unable to in most cases. You know, there's all this talk about inflation at 10% and companies needing to step up and and keep their, their wage rises in line with that inflation. But the reality is that so many businesses just don't have the money in the coffers 
and the, the extra profits to be able to facilitate those kind of wage rises across their whole team. And if you took a team of, say, 100 people, if you're looking at a thousand pound pay rise for all of those people, that's a hundred thousand pounds. That's a lot of money. And then you add employees and I contributions on top of that. It's even more again. And the real the real stickler there is that actually for every thousand pound pay rise you give an employee, they're only going to see about 667 of that in their pay packet. So the impact is reduced because of that tax element. But with my staff shop, with the discounts and savings we provide, they see the whole of that benefit, that all of that thousand pounds they save, it comes back to them, which is really, really cool. That is very cool. And it is very necessary in uh, in this time that we're living through at the moment where we do have this cost of living crisis so anything that can help is a good thing hey david you're launching the my hr headaches podcast very soon in fact the super awesome verity from your team uh, pulled me to one side last week as we record this interview in the middle of jan and um she got a bit of a stream of consciousness from yours truly so i look forward to having a listen to that tell our listeners a bit about the uh, the podcast why you're launching it and what they're going to learn from it when they tune in so my hr headaches podcast it's it's something we thought about doing. It's Jamie's idea, I think, originally to to put this out there, uh, and it, it's it's really to address the HR issues that go on in businesses, small and big, coming at it from an angle of the conversations you don't hear. I've sat in boardrooms, meeting rooms with senior directors, and there's a HR issue, and the sort of conversations that go on are, can be quite dismissive, dismissive of the HR person, dismissive of the person raising the issue, just dismissive of the issue altogether. But those sort of conversations don't really get heard. So our idea is to do a podcast where a bit theatrically, we'll have Sophie as our HR person, me as possibly the um, terrible MD who doesn't care about the HR issue or the HR person. And we play that out and just have it as a bit of fun, but it's drawing on real issue that, that really happens. And then we'll close that section off. And then we'll have a guest who's a, a, a HR professional from, from perhaps from our clients or, or from, from anywhere, really, that comes on and, and listens to that first segment and then gives their, their professional advice and expertise on how that conversation should have been handled, the issues that should have been raised, the legality of what should and shouldn't be done, and give some real practical solutions to those issues that are raised. But the key is that it's the conversations that people don't really hear. Uh, I think that's that's hopefully going to make it quite a, quite an appealing and quite a fun listen. I noticed when I was doing my homework that you guys have a sister company, My Health Extras. Jamie, can you tell our listeners a bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. So My Health Extras is our health and well-being arm, and it's the company that sells all of our health and well-being insurances and is also responsible for the new wellbeing bundle that we're launching in February, so next month. Um, so we provide mainly cash plans, health and wellbeing insurances that cover things like hospital stays uh, right through to alternative therapies, IVF treatment. And essentially, they're designed to protect employees financially if they were to find themselves um, in hard times, you know, if they do find themselves in hospital or with some kind of issue, odds are that they're not going to be at work. And most people who are in the lower paid rungs of the working world 
generally don't get any kind of decent sick pay. They might get SSP after their three waiting days, but beyond that, it's not going to be enough to cover their bills and, and keep them afloat financially. And so the idea of these policies is, is to sit alongside the discounts and savings platform to really protect them financially should crap hit the fan, essentially. I like the way that you put that. Uh, very precise. <laughs> Jamie, another one for you. you. You recently presented at Disrupt HR Norwich and uh, we had a jolly good time and uh, Jamie stepped up uh, for, for a couple of minutes and uh, and spoke to the audience. Can you, um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the event, why you decided to get involved and what the fit was for you guys? So the event was a fantastic event, really great mix of people in the room from HR professionals to consultants uh, and obviously us. And it was a really great atmosphere. You did a fantastic job of organizing the night bill and the people in the room were just fantastic. Um, the reason we wanted to get involved was, um, well, to be honest, you came recommended from uh, someone through our marketing company. And having had a look at your pitch deck for the event and who you were going to have involved, it just seemed like it was absolutely right up our street. And one of the things we talked about this year was getting out from behind our computers, not just sitting behind LinkedIn, sending cold messages, but actually getting out there and meeting real people. And after the last couple of years with the lockdowns and COVID and everything we've all been through, it's really refreshing to be able to have a strategy in 2023, 2023, where we can actually get out on the road again and get out and see, meet, smell, feel real people in the flesh. And I think that's a really important part of any business strategy is your, your network is so important, whether you are in business, whether you're employed, it doesn't really matter. You know, the people that you have around you that you choose to surround yourself with have a phenomenal effect on your life in, in every aspect of your life. And the, the whole brand around Disrupt HR, we really like that concept of being disruptive in the HR space. And we feel that my staff shop and my health extras and, and everything that we're trying to do here, it really fits in well with that theme of disruption we're trying to do things a little bit differently we're trying to create a product that really creates amazing outcomes for the colleagues and for the businesses that we sell it into um, and so the brand seemed like a really good fit for ours and that was certainly borne out when we turned up and we we found all these amazing people at this event well, you're very kind to say all those lovely things, Jamie. Um, we, we were very glad to have you guys involved. Um, you, you paid for all the booze and the food. So thank you very much for your support. Um, I, think, I think that everybody had a good time and uh, watch this space, listeners, for, for more disrupts happening uh, later this year across the UK. Um, guys, we are already coming towards the end of this particular conversation. Before we do wrap up, I'd love to ask you both how we can connect with you individually. So, um, Jamie, I'll invite you to go first on this one. So, for example, maybe you're, um, you're, you're wanting to share your LinkedIn details, your email address. I bet you're super cool and all over TikTok. And also, of course, how can they learn more about my staff shop? So, Jamie, you go first, followed by David. Thanks, Bill. So you can find me on LinkedIn. I am Jamie Keeling on LinkedIn. I think my handle is the Jamie Keeling on LinkedIn because that was all that was available at the time. Uh, but my email address is jamie.keeling at wearemygroup.com. So if you're interested in anything we've talked about here today, feel free to reach out to me on that. And of course, you can find our contact details, phone numbers and stuff online. But definitely come and check me out on LinkedIn. I, I'm quite active on there. I like to try and share some interesting and meaningful stuff. Um, relating to the HR world and uh, yeah, be great to meet you. 
And I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm just straightforward David Cartledge because I got in much earlier than Jamie, clearly. <laughs> um, but I don't post as much as Jamie. So if you if you want to know more about my staff shop, you're probably best to go to Jamie in the first instance if you're interested in, in our services. You can also follow us on Twitter, my staff shop, and also on Instagram, which is underscore my staff shop because we're a bit late on that one and on there you'll see photos from around the office and and the people here and you get a flavor for the the kind of um people that are working behind the scenes to deliver my staff shop excellent well chaps that just leaves me to say for today thank you both very much for being my guests on this episode of the hr chat show thank you bill thanks bill we loved it and listeners as always until next time happy working Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.